Do you have a story to tell? Here at Rider on the Road, it's the journey that matters. Regardless of where you are on your riding journey, Rider on the Road will inspire you to take your dreams and make them happen. So sit back and enjoy the show as Melinda brings you guests who know what it's like to go it alone and who are willing to reach out to the rest of us by sharing their stories. Authors, publishers, entrepreneurs, people at all stages of the riding journey, just like you and me. It's time, dear listeners, to answer the question for yourselves. Do you have a story to tell? Welcome to a very special edition of Writer on the Road. I have with me today Victoria Black, the beautiful, beautiful Victoria Black, who was my very first podcast guest way back in July last year. Uh, Since then, she has not only travelled right around Australia, or I'm not quite sure she went to Victoria, but she has been home for four months and she has written and published her I guess, stories about her travels. We call it fiction, but I have read that it's a little bit autobiographical and it's called Campfire Tales. So welcome home, Victoria. Thank you very much, Melinda. Yeah, and I'm really excited. I'm sneaking this podcast in because um, Victoria has just launched Campfire Tales and I couldn't think of a better way. Um, Just turn the mic off. Okay, and I couldn't think of a better way to to launch this thing than to have Victoria back on on the podcast. So, Victoria, first of all, let's talk about the inspiration for Campfire Tales. Um, really, it was just as as I travelled around Australia, little things would happen, um, and and I'd get uh, get an idea for a story. So it's, it's not just that the the uh, the little short stories are based on a, a, a honeymooning couple and they're travelling around Australia, coincidentally doing exactly the same route my husband and I did. And um, they're uh, little little things that I, I experienced along the way The uh, have, have uh, inspired uh, stories for uh, my, my honeymooning couple, Ellie and Michael. Yeah. Now, Victoria writes uh, romance. Sometimes she writes uh, sweet romance, but she also writes quite steamy romance and she publishes under VK Black. And we'll talk about that uh, a little bit later. But if for anyone who's interested, um, I'll put the link to our original chat up, which will which will share Victoria's background and it'll give her give you all the information you need about her writing journey. Today, I want to focus on something a little bit different because that's the direction of Writer on the Road. Victoria, the creative process. Uh, now, I know you were sitting and travelling along with your husband, driving the car, towing the caravan, and you were writing with a pen and paper. Mm-hmm. Still do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So tell, tell us about that journey. Tell us about what you were seeing out the window and how that, that ended up on the page. Um. Lots of little things happened uh, as we were driving along. Um, Ellie and Michael uh, would be camped at a bush, um, in the bush at a Billabong. Well, we did that too, and, and she saw brolgers. Well, I'd never seen brolgers before either. Um, they were camped outside uh, Port Headland in a, a riverbed, and in their case, the, the river did come up and they had to get out straight away, but we, we were, it was raining. We were a bit worried about it. So, you know, you see how the, the, the little things 
um, influence the stories that uh, Ellie and Michael had. Yeah, and I know Jen McLeod and I have talked about this on another podcast. It's about, uh, I guess, being there, seeing, feeling, knowing what the rain feels like on your skin, knowing um, what time of the year it is. I'm guessing those um, details have seeped into your stories and made them all the stronger. I think so, yes. yes. Just little details. For example, uh, Ellie and Michael did a bit of uh, vine pruning down in uh, the Margaret River area. Well, when I first wrote the story, I was um, I, I had them doing uh, grape picking, but then I thought, no, the season that they were there, it would have been vine pruning. And I knew that because I'd been at the Margaret River and met the backpackers. So, I, uh, yes, <laughs> it made my writing more exact. Yeah, and I know people talk about using Google Earth Maps and you can zap yourself straight into the street and all that sort of stuff. But I guess I just think you can sometimes tell uh, by those extra little details uh, that a person has really lived and experienced this kind of thing. Now, short stories. Why short stories? Is that a departure for you or have you written short stories before? Written lots of short stories. In fact, it's my favourite way of writing. I have written a few novellas but um I, I love that area where they're, they're short and sweet um i don't dilly dally around i get straight to the point and, and um yeah that, that, they're, they're my favorite yeah now i noticed victoria uses the words short and sweet so these aren't any, there's no no steaminess. There's none of your more, I guess, raunchy stories in there. Uh, well, being me, there's there's a little bit. I've called them short, sweet, and kind of sexy. So just just a little bit there. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it's interesting, isn't it? How many stories are in the in the anthology? Um, I think it's eight little stories. Yeah, and eight little stories. Um, five thousand words, ten thousand words. Uh, it's about ten. Yep. Is that all up? Is that? Yes. Yep. Oh. A, bit, a bit more. Yep, yeah, so it's, it's only short. Yeah, so each each story would be a couple of thousand words. That's right, yeah. Yeah, okay, and they're the same main characters? That's right, yes. Yeah, yes. I'm asking all this because I'm curious because uh, I know that there are a lot of places to publish short stories now um, and always have been in the romance genre and I'm thinking of the English Woman's Weekly and all those kinds of stories. Uh, have you considered... Um, putting some of them out to those kind of places or you just love that independent process? I have considered it, but as you say, I really do love the independent process. Um, but I'm, I, I really have been thinking seriously of giving it a go since I, I do love the, the short story genre. Yeah, so. I've, I've, I've sort of I've talked about this with Kevin Tumlinson and a few of others, um, and I know Dean Wesley-Smith does it, putting out a short story or single short stories and selling them for, I don't know, a dollar or whatever, 99 cents, and then putting them together in um, anthologies like you have. Have you ever considered, like, writing one a week and, and sticking it up there and seeing if your your readers like that? Um, initially, I did a little bit of that on my website. I'd put uh, almost what you just said. I'd put there were flash, flash fiction, so there are only, like, 300-word stories i know i got a lot of likes um and i i have put them together in in, a, in one of the anthologies it was on on, on uh, amazon it's called uh, how to uh, how to deal with a surprise penis is the uh, 
I'm sorry I asked. <laughs> and this is a Sunday afternoon, everybody. Um, now, I'm just about. I'm just. I'm thinking because of what you're doing, um, and all the most interesting things happen on the edges. You you really are, I guess, um, playing with ideas as you travel and and different things. Are all your stories the same format, or did you try anything a little bit different in any of them? I did actually. Yes. Um, I found what worked really well, and it was a really new way of writing, is um, almost being a fly on the wall. So you're, all that you see in the text is conversation. You don't see he said, she said. You don't see she sat down. It's it's only the words that they say, and, and you get the um, characterisation from the words, you, and, you, and you get who's saying what from the words. Um, I think it makes the, the writing really lively. They're, they're, they're only little short pieces always between uh, Ellie and Michael they might be uh, getting on well or they might be having a squabble <laughs> yeah because they're the same characters and because it's a, a group of short stories you can really play with ideas in between the stories to link them I guess uh, did you put them in order as you traveled yes yes I did yeah so, so they um they they started off up in well I mean we're, one of the stories was up in North Queensland that was the very first one because um, that was that wasn't on our real uh, uh, trip around Australia it was just before we started that I made out like it was their their very first one and but after that it was exactly where where we we went yeah and. Um... The cover. Tell us about that amazing cover. Everyone, I'll put a picture of that up on on um, the podcast. I think when we when we put this up tomorrow, um, it's a, it's an amazing cover. I know you've had you had someone design it for you. I did. Do you know Wilson Rowe at all? He's he's often on Facebook. He's a he's a very good writer too, but he also does wonderful covers. And I've I've met him. He's a Brisbane guy, so uh, I asked him to do one. It's, I think it's just lovely. It was absolutely perfect. It got the the uh, feeling of the story exactly as I wanted it. Sweet, loving, in love couple <laughs> at the fireplace. Hey, they can go around in five years' time and you can write all their divorce stories. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you're travelling and you're writing, um, tell us about some of the challenges because when you're in a caravan, I know, again, I know Jen McLeod's got it down pat and I know... I love getting out there at five o'clock in the morning and having a couple of hours writing done before I before the kids um, come and start bugging me to play whatever we play. Uh, how did you find um, like living in a confined place and writing as you were travelling? Could you ever get away from your writing? Could I get away from it? Yeah. Um, e- easily because there was so much sightseeing to do. I really had to. Uh, make make myself make time but it wasn't as cramped as you think until we got say down to the the real cold areas down in uh, South Australia and uh, Esperance and and uh, so on but before that uh, up north it was um, we, we set I'd set up outside and write outside yeah um, so yeah it was easy enough yeah and, and also I was going to say also uh, at Litchfield Park uh, I was uh, writing, writing away there, I'd have a swim in the uh, in the uh, waterfall under the waterfall, and then get out and write a bit more. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it does have that yeah. romantic ring to it. It does have that, um, I guess, that inspirational tone. Do you feel that your writing was was more interesting or more exciting because you're out there doing it? I think so. Yes, yes. I think my writing had a bit more depth this time. They weren't just 
just fun little stories. There was a little bit bit of a, a message to a few of them, and, and there were a few just plain fun stories too. But, uh, yeah, a lot of them were um, – had a bit of depth, like one is about uh, an emotionally abused woman, and that not not Ellie, but they come across this, this woman. And it's kind of about somebody I know, <laughs> and uh, also a uh, a bit of a uh, an exciting tale where they were held up by gunmen. Well, that obviously didn't happen to Daryl, my husband, and I, but uh, it. Uh, we, we heard gunshots while we were out in the bush and then we found out later that somebody had uh, uh, told the campers to, to take off, you know, a gunman had told the campers to take off. So that's what that, that story was about. Yeah, so but if, if, if there's things actually happening, you do get a bit more depth in your story, I think. Yeah, and I know Annie Seaton um, travels around in her caravan to, to I guess, research her stories as well. So does this mean we're going to hit the road again to do the whole um, uh, promotional tour? Are you gonna, you're going to go around Australia again this year to promote and sell to the same people who are now in your stories? <laughs> no, I'm not good at that. I will do, I think, what uh, Jen McLeod does. She's got a, a sign-up on her van and saying author on the road or something. I think you mentioned that last time too. I think I'll do something like that. But as you said right at the start, we haven't been down down the east southeast of Australia. It just got too cold. So when we hit South Australia, we, we went up north and to, up to Uluru, went up further because uh, we were freezing. Uh, so <laughs> come, um, I think it'll be either towards the end of this year, uh, uh, spring, or early next year, about March, we'll, we'll head south and we'll, we'll finish it off and I'll, and I'll either do an Ellie and Michael sequel, although I must say I've finished their story off fairly well or I could have somebody else. <laughs> yeah. And, and now that you've launched it, talk us through um, being an independent publisher. You have to do everything yourself and I know you talk about your technical skills as, as being right up there with mine and a little bit lacking, but you've obviously managed it. How long did it take you to pull the stories together, put them out? I think it's an EPUB file that you've got up there uh, and actually get them on the sites where people can buy them. You know, that, that is actually not too hard. I've, I've kind of got to the stage where... You just get a, you have a, a, a Amazon account and a Kobo account, and you or draft a digital digital account it is, and uh, you just fill in the bits that you need to fill in and, and hit publish and, and they're up. What what takes the time is say on Amazon, uh, figuring out what keywords to use. That's really huge, um, and, and quite difficult. Um, and then with my technical skills, I kept going back and saying, oh, I don't like that blurb. I'm going to change it, and so I did that five times for old Amazon. <laughs> yeah. Now, your major EPUB file, did you use um, Scrivener, or how did you convert your files? Um, what did I do? I just put it on, on Word, and then with Draft to Digital, they they just convert it to, uh, to EPUB, and uh, Amazon converts it to um, the, the Kindle format for you. Oh, so they they all converted Word document. Yep, yep. The uh, that is draft to digital will with um, uh, Amazon. You have to save it as a HTML uh, document. That's easy enough, and then then send that to them. Upload that version to them. Uh, now, everybody, I'm really silly. I've got my little trilogy of. Um, 
North Queensland Romance is going out, Chutters Towers, um, Mount Isa, and I've been sitting on them because I didn't know how to convert them, and I thought I had to buy, I think it's vellum, um, I thought I had to buy no. the program to do it myself. No, no, no. Just word is all you need. And oh. and, and uh, get on to Draft2Digital is, I think, the best, better one, and uh, and Amazon. And uh, you, you get an account, a password, and then away you go. Easy. Oh, everybody, I've got no more excuses. I've, I've been yeah. sitting on those things going, oh, I can't afford the vellum, I can't afford the program, it's going to cost me 100 bucks. it'll have to wait. And now I could have had a month ago. Sorry about that. <laughs> so what, do you, what advice do you give anyone because, I mean, I think it's pretty exciting. You went around Australia, you've got eight little stories, um, you've packaged them up. I think they're selling for two ninety nine or something. No, no, cheapest chips, 99 cents. 99 cents. I was only thinking in the night, um, 99 cents used to be worth something, you know, you'd pay a dollar and you'd, you'd get something. Um, that was back in the days when you get 20, 20 cents worth of mixed lollies. Nowadays you can't buy anything for 99 cents, not a thing, yeah. except our books. And I'm thinking, why are we giving our books away so cheap? Um, you know, it's it's a crazy thing. Um, people are probably prepared, prepared to pay a bit more than, than 99 cents for 10 stories if they bought them in a woman's weekly magazine they'd pay you know five ten dollars yes it's i think there's just so many authors out there so many writers um and i I know myself uh, i'm not really prepared to spend uh, money on something that uh, where I don't know if there's any quality there because some some are bad. You have you have to admit it. You know, some people can publish things and and um, they haven't got a clue. Um, so I can understand why people are, are a bit reluctant to to spend money on on an author they don't know. Which is why I put them out for ninety nine cents. And then I, I guess if if I start to get if I start to get a following and start people start to know me, that's when you can uh, charge a bit more. Yeah. Uh, Have you put them out under VK Black or you put them on? I've got that there. I've put them out under VK Black. I was thinking of going back to my proper name of Victoria Black, but it was just too hard. Uh, you know, I had uh, my website set up as VK Black. So anyway, I've just left it at that. Yeah. So what, what's next for, for you, Victoria? What What's your next writing project now that we've kicked into 2017? Well, if I'm a good girl, I could go back to what I was writing before Campfire Tales, and it's kind of cute. It's a uh, Mills and Boone type story, um, billionaire meets feisty young girl kind of thing. It's it's, it's fun, and uh, yes, I think I'll go back to that one. Yeah, it's either in- that or or I will I'll, I'll do, go with your idea, which I was to- toying with, which was the continuing to write short stories and sending them off to magazines and seeing how that goes. Yeah, or you could start your own magazine on your own website, which is what um, Dean Wesley Smith has done. Uh, so many options, everybody. It's really exciting time to be publishing. Uh, we we certainly are in control. Um, indie publishers are influencers nowadays. Uh, Mark Dawson, I think, um, who's one of our top indie publishers, he's just being interviewed in Times Magazine, I think I read. And I thought if people like Times Magazine are looking at what the indies are doing, uh, then things are really starting to open up and the markets are starting to open up. Trying new things, trying new styles of writing is really, really exciting. Uh, launch party, did you crack open the champagne? I didn't get an invitation, come to think of it. <laughs> 
I thought about it and then I thought, well, it's just me. I'll just announce it. <laughs> <laughs> and we're announcing it, everybody. Uh, Campfire Tales is now for sale, 99 cents. You can buy it on Amazon, Drafted Digital, I know, published, published to Kobo and a whole plethora of other places. Though You just get an international um, code now and it goes out all over the place. It's so easy. What do you call them? International something or others? I've forgotten. International, I don't know. Oh, okay, okay. I'll find out and I'll put it in our podcast as well. But it's um in our podcast notes. It's an international code. You go to Draft a Digital, and then that will link your book to all the all the places. And you've only got to give out one code. It's really easy nowadays. They're making it easier and easier for us to mm-hmm. to get I, our I, work out there. I, I didn't have to. Is it the ASIN that you're talking about? No. Um, it's not that anyway. I, I didn't have to devise any code at all. As you say, they they just do it all for you, both in Amazon and Drafter uh, Digital. Yeah, and then for people like me, that's all really good news because I never know what I'm talking about either. Uh, now, <laughs> are are your books selling? Are they started to to sell? I notice there's a few comments. Some um, people are liking what you've done. Yes, yes. Um, from what I've seen, I have to say no. <laughs> yes, but. <laughs> We'll see. It's it's really early days, you know. Yeah. And I've just, I've just uh, put up a, an ad on Facebook. This will be about my first. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah. I've probably done everything wrong, but anyway. Oh, paid 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 advertisements. Uh, and you made that ad yourself, did you? Uh, yes, yes. It's just a picture of the the, the cover with you know only ninety nine cents. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> Everybody, give her a few extra dollars. This is so mean. Yeah. Need more money to stay on the road. I, look, I thank you for coming back. Thanking, thank you for sharing that story with us. I was really excited when I saw Campfire Tales up there because I feel that we travelled with you when you went around Australia. I mm. hope you've set one down in Esperance and Norseman. I want to go back to Esperance and Norseman, especially Esperance. It was such a pretty place. It was freezing and raining. So I want to go back when it's decent weather because even freezing and raining, it was just beautiful. Yeah, you can set a whole novel over there. Um, Look, lots lots of opportunities. Okay, thank you very much. Thanks for humouring me and coming aboard. I'll put the book up, everybody. Go buy Campfire Tales so Victoria Black can log on to draft a digital and watch her her sales go through the roof because Draft to Digital have a little counter thing there and it shows you where your books are selling, how many are selling, and you can watch it week to week. It's really exciting. And I think nowadays they pay you straight away. Almost monthly, you get it? Yeah. Yeah, which I think which I think's really, really good as well. And when you have that official launch down the track, make sure you have it on a beach and make sure you invite me and we'll have champagne. All right, then. That sounds a really nice idea. There's there's enough of us here in Brisbane now that we can can get our own little party um, together, I'm sure. So thank you, Victoria. That's a a close for our very short edition edition of Rider on the Road, and I'm going to go off and buy this thing myself now because I feel that I've um, travelled with you, as a lot of us did as you were heading around the place. That's great. Thank you so much for having me, Melinda. Okay, bye for now. 